0: This is the First Downs with Dave podcast.
1: It's time for the kickoff. Let's play some football. Set, put. Certainly take their football seriously, though. A few points will excuse
0: us. We'll run along and play little football. Let the games begin.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of First Downs with Dave. In this podcast episode, I'm going to have a good friend on. I'm going to talk about the game and how he's made it to Kentucky Wrestling and what he wants to do after this season. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce myself. Hey, 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 big smooth in the building, baby. <laughs> big baby. So, how'd you end up at Kentucky Wrestling? Real talk.
0: Uh, so, not last season, but the season before that, I was at Kentucky Christian. A lot of my uh, all my coaches left and went to Pikeville, and I just decided I didn't want to stay there. And me and a good friend who was here last year, Jaquan Robert, we ended up coming here because Tyrone Young, our head coach, came over here and he's alum from our school, and he got us here. Been here ever since, man.
1: So how was the switch from KCU to kentucky Weston? It's a whole different school. You got to get adjusted to everybody. And I don't talk a lot, so I don't know how you adjusted to talking to new people and stuff like that. So how was that for you?
0: Uh, it was kind of smooth just because I came here with my, my quarterback and mm-hmm. we was roommates. So it was like, at first we wasn't, we was just to ourselves, but then we started getting comfortable. You know how that go with football yeah. and stuff. You start, you know, getting to know people and stuff, people mm-hmm. who... In similar situations as you, but it was it was real easy once you first get over here and stuff because it's kind of the same coming from a small little town. It's not as small as where K- Kentucky Christian is, but it's a small
1: town. But it was it was smooth coming in. Mm-hmm. So you come into fall camp, we will go back to that. when you first got here. You come back in fall camp, and then you see me, B, P, Chauncey. You look at the offense. You're like, I don't want to compare us to KCU, but what's the, what, what was the difference in your opinion?
0: Uh, it it I mean cuz we came from a we came from a pretty good offense so it was yeah, exactly. like
1: that's why I wanted to really figure so out. Like,
0: just me coming over here and like joining this offense and like seeing the pieces that we needed here to win and stuff like that it was just like it was like it felt like I was home we just needed those few missing pieces and once we got them like we need to like just go ahead and mm-hmm. get this show on the road
1: so, we go through last season, you get a 13-mile conference. You know how we feel <laughs> here personally. We think you're really All-American type of talent. So, give you see they give you a 13-mile conference. What is your mindset after that? Me uh, see
0: that. I mean, uh, when I seen that third team, me personally, because I hold myself at a high standard. So, like, when I first seen it, I was like, like I felt real disrespected. Yeah. But, you know, you can, it's politics. And plus you got, like, you know, you got people winning. We didn't win. So, unfortunately, yeah. that's what I, you feel me, that's what they
1: gave me. Exactly. Do I feel
0: like I deserve that? No, but... That's why I'm here to deal grind
1: So, finish that chapter, and then you come in, and then in the summer you get announced as a team captain. How did that make you feel?
0: That made me feel good, just seeing, like, people wanted me to be that captain mm-hmm. and showing that I can lead and help this team become, like, what we need to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. I felt good. Yeah.
1: So, now we'll get into the current times we go up to Northwood you know how that went and then I know you hold yourself to a very high standard but only so much we can do in a right. sense so it's like how do you feel like since you're a captain now you can get guys around us because you know we're going to get hit in the mouth and then everybody's going to change their attitude because you yeah. can be happy at first and then something happens so what is your mindset when something bad happens like oh I gotta make sure I'm a captain so everybody has to do. so what's your thought process on that?
0: Me personally, like once once we was getting hit in the mouth like that, bro, it was just me staying like positive. Whatever mm. I do, stay positive on the sideline. My body posture, cause like everybody is looking at me like I'm the yeah. biggest on the field always, literally like, in my eyes. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> so when we was down, when we was down, I just felt like we just had to you know stay positive do anything. But then once it started getting ugly, it was just it was real tough. But you, yeah. you guys just keep it's that positive. Just one of those days, posture, cause everybody got eyes on the captain. Yeah. Especially with the C on my jersey.
1: Exactly. A big C right next to the 51. Yeah. <laughs> then we get to this week. You said you weren't going to throw me up. So, we first week I scored, you just did the handshake. And then I scored this Saturday. You're waiting for me. So, what's are we going to be consistent or what? Are we going? you going to throw me up after I score? Yeah, or are you just d- going to do the handshake? What are you going to do?
0: It depends on how you act. Okay. Oh, so,
1: so how I act. <laughs> no,
0: nah, I'm just playing. But yeah. uh, it was, yeah, you know, first time in front of the fans this year. So, I mm-hmm. had to, you know, let them know who three is. Had to throw you up in there. Yeah,
1: air, I appreciate you know, that. Yeah. So... We get back home, play Lake Erie Saturday. It was a dog fight. What do you feel like as an offense? We need to really focus on this week in practice. Man,
0: this week we have to most definitely focus on finishing, bro. We got down in the red zone four times in in the first first four drives of the game yeah. and didn't score. And it was. <sighs> That was tough. So, our main focus is definitely going to have to be finishing the drive. Because we had too many good plays. Like, it's just down. Our defense Mm -hmm. coming out. And then we relying on our defense. But we just got to work on finishing, bro. And getting points on the board. By all means.
1: Yeah. I agree with you there. I say you know, we talk all the time. So... We're never on different pages. So, right. I know I want to be all about the team, but we don't have too many NFL type of guys on our team. And you're one of them. So, how does it feel? We'll go back to the spring when the NFL came and they worked you, B, Mon. Shout out to Mon up there in Michigan, man. Yeah. And then, yeah, we had Hump and then North. North, yeah. yeah so how was that experience? Like, just like the Falcons and the Eagles were here represent all 32 NFL teams. How did that feel?
0: Uh, it felt good. I just try and stay as humble as possible, bro. <laughs> just like – it's. As quick as you get something, bro. As quick as you can get it taken from you. So exactly. I just try to stay positive through everything, bro. It felt it felt real good just mm-hmm. running in front of them and stuff. We did the forty in front of them. It was kind of cold. Yeah, it they was, pushed my little forty day. back a little bit. But, yeah, it was. Yeah, you still moving? You know, yeah, you still can move. But it felt good though mm-hmm. seeing them come out here and notice us. They yeah. like said they was gonna be at a few practices, so hopefully we should see them
1: soon. Yeah, how about say so. Make sure you're in your best behavior that day. You got a chance to make it. We got Missouri S and T again at night, seven o'clock. Be there or be square. Be there, or be square. We had a lot of great atmosphere and then we just gotta take advantage of opportunities, man. I don't know what else to do as a like We player. just got
0: we just can't can't take anyone for granted, man. No. We, I feel like us as a team, we been trying to like look at our opponents as something else that they're not. Mm-hmm. We just gotta know what we can do, come out here, compete, dominate on the offensive side and swarm to the ball on the defensive side, and we should be all right.
1: Mm-hmm. I give you that. Okay, I give you that. Right answer. I'm gonna ask you a question. Who's your favorite teammate? My favorite teammate. Yeah, you got everybody. Everybody messes with you. I gotta say.
0: Uh, my favorite teammate
1: probably be three, which is uh, oh. first downs with Dave. I feel special. I gotta say it's been it's been funny how you got here and then you just immediately just take up a room. So I was like, all right. Seen you come in, I was like, he's huge. I was like, all right, bet we got a chance. We got to tackle now. Yeah. You got the personality and all that. It's like it's crazy. So how is it living off campus with Christian?
0: Man, it, it is. It's fun, you know. Mm-hmm. I got I got my quarterback in there, so we we yeah. talk a lot. We chop it up a lot. Talk about game plans and what should what what should we run and stuff like that, and what can mm-hmm. beat our opponents. But it's, it's it's good being with Christian, man, because mm-hmm. I like having a quarterback. He, we all on the same page, thinking alike. And sometimes, like you know, he study and I just go in there and see what he's studying and learning stuff like, coverages and stuff like that stuff, I don't really pay attention to that yeah. much. It's, it's good, though. So speaking
1: of studying, play left tackle, this is going to be a very interesting s- subject for guys that are going to listen to the podcast because not everybody really is focused on the line play, which I want to emphasize since you're right. on here. So who do you really watch film-wise to get, a, you know, some tips from and stuff like that? Uh, my main guy I watch is
0: Trent Williams, honestly, just mm-hmm. because, like, he's a very athletic guard. I mean, a tackle like myself. Yeah. He's very aggressive, and I see like his game in my game. Mm-hmm. So I just try and watch him and see what he does and see, like, the stuff that he fails on sometimes and see, like, how I could improve off of what he fell off yeah. of and stuff like that. But, yeah, that's my main person I watch, honestly. Mm-hmm.
1: So I want to go back to the NAI as a D2 jump because I just realized that you had to get Justin to do it, too. Right. I remember we were playing North Frostburg, and I was like, Jay has to get adjusted to D2 football. I'm not saying it's like a gap, but yeah. there's still a little difference in there. So, like, when did you know, okay, I can play D2? I'm not saying there was nothing wrong with NAB, but like, okay, I'm, I'm good in this, I'm gonna be good in this conference.
0: Uh, the main difference would probably be how fast the D linemen are because mm-hmm. I didn't really go against no fast D linemen for real. I did, but not like all across the board. Yeah, we, we probably seen two or three, but when you come down and you see four defensive linemen, like Frostburg had a good real front, yeah, right, and then their linebackers. Like when, when you have a D line like that, linebackers just fall in place. Exactly. So it was just it was a it wasn't too much big of a jump. It took probably like the first three jobs. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can do this, yeah. you know. So, but now nah, it it wasn't too it wasn't too bad. Once I got the once I got my rhythm, it was just I was just feeling myself. Like yeah, every once in a while, you know. That's cool.
1: So, we got another night game. What is your rituals? You got any pregame rituals or anything like that? I know I don't really do nah, too I, much.
0: I, I honestly don't. I just, you know, I wake up, get a good meal in, mm-hmm. and uh, I get a good meal in. Yeah. Uh, I watch some football because, you know, we exactly. got a night game, so I can yeah. get a chance to watch some of my, my boys mm-hmm. at different schools and stuff because mm-hmm. I know they sometimes they play earlier. So, I mm-hmm. try and get some good – watch some film and stuff like that. Watch a little bit of film on our opponent at night just oh, yeah. to – you know, clear up my head and stuff like that. Lock in, listen to music. I mm-hmm. got to bump some music, yeah. you know. But uh, no, nah, I ain't really got no real ritual. pregame ritual, ritual that I do every every yeah. Saturday. Yeah, nah, but I just be ready to play. Yeah. So who you listen
1: to? I say I know I just really hit shuffle for real. Uh, yeah. You got anybody in particular on a Saturday? I would say. Uh,
0: gotta listen to some YB. Yeah. Gotta listen to some Rod. Some some baby face, uh, I, not too many people, but I just I really just like you said click shuffle, mm-hmm. whatever plays plays, but I
1: try to just keep it in that
0: in that category for real.
1: Yeah. Uh, one more question. Uh, do you feel not burnt out, but like used to like just playing? Cause like I remember last week we went to Northwood mm-hmm. and I was walking out with Aiden. Well, mm-hmm. Aiden he's a freshman, and we were yeah. walking out there. He's like, "Are you nervous?" And I was like, "No." Nah. I was like, I don't know if it's because I've been playing for years, but yeah. like I just wanted to get your perspective. Like, cause like I feel like yes, like Saturday just like another day, not like not like a practice or a yeah. game. It was like just another day, right? Yeah, I don't I don't think I'd be nervous,
0: but I it's just like I'm anxious to play. Like, and once I get that first little pop, yeah. You know, it's like all right, it's go time.
1: Is that is that, is that what it, is that what it gets for you? Yeah, I feel like I that like first catch for me is like okay, I'm good. Or like yeah, the first like hit, like, all right, I'm good. Yeah, like yeah. once
0: once my helmet touch another man's helmet it's, yeah. you know it's time mm-hmm. to go. But now nah, I don't I don't be nervous because like like you said I've been doing this for four years so yeah. like it's really mm. regular to me.
1: Yeah, I say we're all, I'm all over the place, but I don't care. It's my yeah. podcast, but uh, all right. So we got Terrence, freshman. What do you see in his game? I say I know we got Harris and uh, Matt and Jackson. They're older, though. I want right. you. I want to see like from your perspective, a young guy. Yeah, young
0: starting. guy. We we had to bring Terrence along, man. He he started out slow, mm-hmm. but once he like he was asking great questions. Like I wasn't asking when I was a freshman, so yeah. it was like it really shocked me. So like, mm-hmm. and then once once we seen him get in pads and he started doing his assignment and yeah. like, of course, he still got some learning to do, but he's gonna be a great player mm-hmm. as he keeps going and keeps with us, as long as he playing with us, you know. But he's gonna be good. He just got to keep pushing and doing his assignment.
1: Okay. So I talked about it on the initial podcast about how people sit up in the summer. You were one of them. Right. How was that experience? Like I'd say nobody's up here for real. Like i say about what, 20 of y'all. If that, yeah. Like I, it was,
0: I mean, it, it was kind of cool because, you know, I, I stay off campus, so I really don't see a lot of people too much. So it was just it was just different because I usually come up to the school and mm-hmm. probably come to one of y'all rooms or something like that. Yeah. But I, I was just working, working at the Boys and Girls Club and just uh, working out and doing schoolwork. Cause I was doing summer classes, but mm-hmm. it was it was straight for real. Yeah. staying out the way i ain't want to go back home
1: and get in a mix yeah exactly that's mm-hmm. smart man you're almost there i'm about to say just looking at you just playing it's like dang my man can really go to the league like you got a chance like how does that feel just like not saying like everything you've been chasing is, like right there you don't want to trip over them but like, how does that right. feel like knowing it's like right there
0: uh i'm ready i'm ready i just i feel like i'm i've been so patient like i'm so ready mm-hmm. like, it's just like i feel like it's right there and it's my last season i'm just trying to do all I can do to yeah. make it a great season and so mm-hmm. them scouts could see me and be like that's the guy yeah so I'm just doing whatever I can
1: do, mm-hmm. and like I told Key, I was like Keyshawn, he opened the door for us, really. Right. I said like bust it over, I said because you got Key and Cody on the Raiders, but like ever since then nobody's really made it. out. And then Key, I on the scene, and he's opened the door for everybody. Right. So Key, it's like, Key, Kurt. All them. Yeah. yeah they I Forgot Kurt. Shout out to Kurt. Yeah. Shout out to Kurt. Man. And Cody's out, out there working. I said we got yeah. I said the guys have been working. So like now you and Hump and B and North and all that got that little uh little combine little thing. So it's like are helping everybody. And the little the young guys do really look up to us. I don't know yeah. if you know. But like, that's going to be like, damn, okay, I can really make it. Right. But, I mean, other than that, I appreciate you sliding on here. Yeah, I appreciate you talking having Talking to me about say, is there anything we'll say to the fans that are listening for this coming Saturday?
0: Oh, I want to thank y'all, man. It was a great crowd. We got another home game at 7. Come out, man. Support. We all purple and white, man. And let's have a show.
1: If you got to choose, Saturday, what are we wearing? All purple, purple, and white again.
0: I want to wear all purple. Wear all purple. Is Coach Young
1: going to have that, though? I don't know. I, was, I just want to get your opinion on what i said. I really want to wear all purple oh, in I front purple. of the fans, man. You know. maybe, maybe we need to talk to him. Yeah. i see your captain. You got the ceiling chest. You can. But, no, nah, I appreciate you coming on, man. I appreciate you, bro. Shout-out to my guy Smooth, for joining me. appreciate you having you on here. But to switch the topic, I'm going to go give my review of the game. Uh, offensively, we came out strong. First three plays, we were down in the red zone, and then we just couldn't convert. And then uh, that was kind of the story of the game. Offensively, we couldn't convert in the red zone. They went over for 3 or 0 for 4 on fourth downs. And uh, we just couldn't score at all. And then they kind of just rolled over. We had a few turnovers, which gave Lake Erie some good field position. And they took advantage of it. Yeah, that's, that's really my review for the game. Um, we play again this Friday. Uh, Saturday, so hopefully we can uh, create the small things in practice this week, and then we'll get back to being the team that we're trying to be. Now, for the second Florence Fumbles on the podcast, it's going to go to South Carolina State's punter. So, I was going to give it to him last week, but I had a fumble, so I was like, okay, I'll wait an extra week. So, this, so the punter, it was 4th and 18, and then they rugby-style punter, so that means that he catches the ball, and he runs to the right, but he had a good look to where he could get the first down, so he starts running, and he gets about 10 yards. He still needs about 5, 6 more yards to go, and then he just decides to punt the ball, and for the people that don't know football you're not allowed to punt the ball after you pass on the scrimmage so he he punts the ball and then um he he just walks to the sideline and then everybody's just trying to keep him up beating uh positive but he knew he messed up so my Florence my second Florence fumbles goes to the South Carolina State punter so my review for the games that I picked I did pretty bad honestly NFL wise I had the Bills losing so that's 0-1-1 the Rams lost to the Bills, and then I had a Tom Brady winning against the Cowboys, which he did help me out there. And then I had the Raiders over the Chargers, but the Chargers won. So NFL was only one and two. They were all really good games. Um, well, the Bills just came out and just dominated the Rams, and you can't do nothing. Like I said, they have the best quarterback in the world, and then Diggs had a great game against Ramsey. And then the defense played really good. Then going over to the um Bucks, Cowboys game the Bucks really played great defense I think they held him to three or six points or something like that and then Brady you know got him in field goal range they couldn't capitalize because Michael Parsons killed a few of their drives in the red zone where they had to settle for three like I said he is the best defensive player young defensive player in the league by far so he, he had himself a game but Brady ultimately came out on top like I thought he would, uh, so they're 1-0. And then my third game was the Raiders versus Chargers, which was star power all over the field. Devontae Adams, like I said, the best receiver in football. He had himself a game, uh, and then that trickled uh, trickled over to Waller and Wall- and, and for like I said, that, that would be but. With that being said, the Chargers, Justin Herbert, top-off quarterback easily, I think. He will be submitted as top-off quarterback this year. After this season, he's something else. Uh, but, yeah, he, he took over that game, and then Cleo Mack and Joey Bosa finished it off in the last drive. So, ultimately, the NFL went one and two. Then in college football, I had Bama over Texas. I thought it was going to be a blowout, but barely. Alabama survives. Bryce Young, like I said, two they had two top five players in the nation on their team, Bryce Young and Will Anderson. They both played. Well, Bryce Young played a little. He played good enough to win. Uh, They still have some stuff to figure out offensively for them, um, for Bama. But he, he made plays that a Heisman Trophy winner should make. He made two crucial plays to keep them in the game, and they ultimately won it. Um, Then I went with Stanford, following to USC, which was right. I would say Stanford um, couldn't hang with USC a little bit. USC kind of got on them a little bit. And then defensively, they held it out. Uh, I think they won 48-23. to 23. And then my only loss in college was Florida losing to U.K., UK went down there and, and handled Anthony Richardson, who I thought was a really, really good player, which he is. He's young and he's uh he's not fully polished yet as a quarterback, which uh UK took advantage of and then they ultimately came out on top. So with that being said, I am currently two and one in college and then I'm one and two in NFL. So with that being said, my week two picks for the NFL. I have the Chargers against the Chiefs and I'm going to go with the Chargers. I think I learned my lesson last week. Hopefully they can come out on top. I know that Keenan Allen will not be in there. He has a hamstring injury so that's going to hurt them. Their offensive game plan, but they do have those edge rushers in Mack and Bosa. Patrick Mahomes isn't uh, no quarterback is good against pressure, so even Patrick Mahomes can uh, take a l every once in a while. Then the Bucks versus the Saints. I know the Bucks handle the Cowboys and the Saints kind of had a little weird game with, this, uh, with the Falcons, but ultimately I'm going to go with the Saints just based off because they're secondary. They got Tyron Matthew and then Marshawn Lattimore and then just guys like that Then they got Cam Jordan on the D-line and they got DeMario Davis and then offensively, Michael Thomas, he looks good. Five for 57 and two touchdowns on A.J. Terrell, their best corner who is considered a the best corner of football last year to some people that really went by stats and stuff like that so to see Michael Thomas score twice was a good sign for the Saints offense and Jameis Winston so they got Jameis Winston, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry had 7 for 114 against the Falcons so it's like it's going to be hard to stop those guys and get Taysom Hill too they can run Uh, quarterback he can play tight end. he can play everywhere so I'm going to go with the Saints over the Bucks. and then for my last game for the uh, NFL pick'em is the the Vikings versus the Eagles. The Eagles uh, handled the Lions. Lions came back a little bit late but they handle the Lions pretty good. AJ Brown went off. He had a great game in his first game as an Eagle. But they're going to play against probably the number one receiver after the season, Justin Jefferson. Stats wise, he's gonna he's gonna break probably a lot of records this year. Uh, he had a crazy game against the Packers to start off the season. In that new offense, they have a Rams-like offense now, where they just predicate on getting him the ball in space and motion and moving him a lot. So that being said. I'm going to go with the Vikings because I feel like Justin Jefferson is going to be a little too much, even though the Eagles are great, and I could be wrong. The Eagles are going to be a really good team, but I like 18. I think I'm going to go with 18. So that is my NFL pick Lock them in. Do not bet with them like my dad wanted to do with the Bills Rams, but he didn't. Thank God he didn't. So don't bet with these picks, please. Now going on to college, I have Auburn hosting number 22 Penn State in Jordan-Harris Stadium. I would go with Penn State, but I feel like 330 in Auburn SEC. I like to the speed that Auburn has and the physicality that they can play with against Penn State, even though they do have a great corner. at Penn State, I don't know his name. I'm not going to try to act like I do, but he had a great game against Purdue week one. Uh, Joey Porter's son. That's who he is. I'm sorry, I don't know his. I don't know his name, but he is a former NFL player's son. So with that being said, I'm gonna go. With Penn, I'm gonna go with Auburn over Penn State just because of their speed and their physicality to match up with Penn State. Then I'm gonna go with the second game is number 12 BYU against number 25 Oregon. I haven't seen a lot of BYU, but I've seen Oregon, and I don't. I'm not a big Bo Nix believer. So I'm going to go with BYU on that one. Uh, Bo Nix hasn't sold me since he's been in college. I mean, I know it's probably really, really hard to be a college football quarterback, but I'm not sold on him. So I'm going to go with BYU over Oregon. And then my last college pick is number 13 Miami versus number 24 Texas A&M. Number 24 Texas A&M just lost at home to Appalachia State, which is crazy to think about. That you get a bunch of five stars like they do, and then you drop a game like that. That just proves that they just need to be more focused on the small things. I mean, I think they, they get the talent, but they just got to put the small stuff together. I think they'll be there. But I'm going to go with Miami. They're playing good and that's ultimately my picks for the week so with that being said I am done with my picks, and now I'm going to transition over to the big day that receivers had across the NFL. So it started on Thursday with Stefan Diggs going for 8 for 122 and a touchdown, and then Cooper Cup had 10 for 143 and a touchdown. To start off the thing for the receivers, and before I really get into this, I'm a receiver, so I'm going to show the receivers some love. I like showing every position some love, but I got to show the receivers some love. So they kicked it off on Thursday, and then we get to Sunday, and then Justin Jefferson just blows the doors off of it. for 9 for 184 and two touchdowns like I just talked about. And then A.J. Brown, he gets acclimated to his two, new team. He had 10 for 100. And then we had Devontae Adams, the best receiver in football. He went 10 for 100 in touchdowns. So all the guys that our guys are making plays, Jamar Chase, he had 10 for 120 on a touchdown in the Bengals, lost to the Steelers, but he still had a great game. Uh, so the receivers are showing while they want $30 million a year now. Uh, shout out to Devontae Adams and uh, Tyreek Hill. They're, they're demanding that money, and, and it's a passing league, so you got to lean on those guys so but I just want to touch on the receivers big day and then they fell across. Now another topic I want to talk about was Lamar Jackson's contract situation so the La- Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have been going back and forth on contract disputes for a while now. He's a unanimous MVP and I think he should be paid as such because he is their team. They were 8-4 and four with him last year with injury riddled team. They had no corners, no running backs no receivers. It was just Lamar Jackson against everybody and he had a number one seed in the AFC before he got hurt and then after he gets hurt they lose the final five games. They 0-5 without him. And then in the offseason, Deshaun Watson, I believe is a top-off quarterback when he's playing, when he gets his off-the-field stuff uh, handled. Uh, he gets paid fully guaranteed $230 million contract, and Lamar sees that, and he's like, well, I've beaten Deshaun every time I've played him, and I've won a playoff game, which Deshaun has too, but, and I've won a unanimous MVP, so I feel like Lamar's like, well, I want that at the very least. So the Ravens try to get a one last contract deal in before the Friday deadline, I'm just going to read it off to you once I find it right here. It says, he rejected a six-year, $290 million offer with $133 million fully guaranteed at the signing. The guarantee money would have exceeded both Russell Wilson, who just signed a new contract, and Kyler Murray, who signed a new contract, just recently. I honestly do not blame Lamar Jackson because he's been on himself, because he knows how good he is and how capable what he's capable of doing and what he brings to the team. And if I've beaten a guy and I'm a unanimous MVP, I want to be paid as the highest paid quarterback in the league. So I honestly don't blame Lamar Jackson. And he just brings a different dynamic to the game that nobody else has. And then to just to top it all off, he goes up to New York uh, this past Sunday and he just puts on the show about three touchdown passes and he's still the most electric football player in the game once he takes down and runs. So Mark Jackson needs to be paid as much as he wants to be paid. Just give him a blank check and let him just write whatever he feels like he needs to write. That's my opinion on that. And then with that being said, I'm going to wrap it up. We have a game this Saturday, 7 o'clock against Missouri ST. and t Everybody that came out last week, come out again. We're going to try to get a W this week and I appreciate you guys coming out and, jo- uh, and supporting us. That being said, I'll see you guys next week.